Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. The bottom line is that if you pull a name from the top of one of these lists, they're going to have that more secure pricing it's not invulnerable, it's not foolproof, of course, but it's just going to be more resistant to major price decreases just because there's going to be less in supply to undercut each other. What is up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Every week we take a look at what's going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of the most important things that you need to be paying attention to. And while David and I each have collections of our own, none of this is financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just here to have a good time. And if you enjoy these videos, if they bring you value, but you are not subscribed yet, I like you, but you're crazy. David, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited. It's just, you know, we, we both know that this is an off week in between drops for the 2022 lead off set, but there's never a dull moment with candy. Yep. And I can't wait to get into that. Yep, definitely a little bit of an in-between week here. Excited for the pack drop next week. Had to wait an additional week with the reconfiguration of how the drops are, are working, but uh, still plenty to talk about. We're going to get into the new Braves drop, the new Braves World Series collection, which includes a one-of-one as well as getting into the 21 sales that we haven't talked about so much over the last couple of weeks. We're gonna take a look at the last three weeks of sales specifically, give everybody an idea of what that looks like. And we're gonna to start to get into some of the floor prices of the, the top tier cards in this 22 set. Take a look at that. We've got some new graphics there to give a little bit more easy to digest understanding of, of what those are looking like up at the top, as well as a couple other players of interest. And as we've been doing, we're going to open a couple more packs each at the end of the, the show tonight. And uh, hopefully your thumbtacks play out just as well as they did on the last go around. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So um, let's, uh, let's start by jumping into Twitter here. Some, uh, some main events as we do, or some current events, I should say. And yeah, so we've got the... The Braves World Series collection, and the the pinnacle of that is a one-of-one one auction, similar to the Jackie Robinson auction that just went down a week ago, and this is going to come with some real-life perks, including two Delta Club game tickets, which I can only imagine the Delta Club is something pretty special at, the, at Truist Park. Not familiar totally, but comes with parking pass as well as the ability to watch BP on the field and calling play, uh, play ball before the game, which is pretty cool. We'll get into that a little bit more. We'll pull that up on the actual website. We also had the Francisco Lindor one of one get pulled from the 22 set this week. And at this point, I think that brings us up to somewhere around five or six one of ones that have been pulled in theory with, six. is that is it six? Mm -hmm. So, in theory, we should have 12 and a half in, in these 60,000 packs um, with, with 60,000 in the vault. There would be 25 total in these in this set. So should still see a couple more of those trickling in if people keep opening their packs. Uh, but congrats to MBX117 on that pull. 
We also had the Miggy 3000th hit this week, which everybody was anticipating, everybody in the baseball world, and it finally happened. And Decotch 16 was fortunate enough to get the number 24 cereal, Jersey cereal, of the play of the day that was released a couple days ago. This was the highest minted play of the day so far. It beat out the Bobby Witt. I, I think, was the Bobby Witt the, the highest up to that point? I think Bobby Witt had 2,100, and this one had somewhere around 25, 2,600. Am I getting those numbers right? I have a list. Let me just double check. So, yes, it was the very first Bobby Witt was 2,248, and this passed it by a cool 200, ending at 2,479. And yeah. then... April 15th, was that the first Otani one? Yes, it was. I was going to ask because okay. that one was probably up there as well. Yeah, that was a 2101. So okay. those are the only three above 2000. And the next runner-up is 1302 okay. on April 20th. So there's a, a big gap between third and fourth there. So it is cool to see. You can definitely see the differentiation when you have something or you have a play that hits a wider fan base. Otani is obviously that kind of guy. Bobby Witt, especially having been his first hit, uh, is that kind of guy. And then something like this with the 3,000 hits for Miggy's career, just a wider reach. And Decotch is a Tigers fan, making it that much sweeter that he ended up with this, this number 24 serial. So congrats to him on that one. Very cool. We also had some, some pretty, pretty cool 21 sales this week. As we know, 21 has, has been a little bit slower lately with a lot of focus on 22, but two really big one serials of the rare variety went this week. Surprisingly enough, the DeGrom did not go to Jeff Rathgaber. It actually went to <laughs> Yowzers, I believe. So congratulations on that. Really cool pickup. And shout out to 23RC on the Mookie Betts, one of 60 as well. So some cool, some cool cards there getting picked up in the marketplace. And then literally, as we started to record this 15 minutes ago, we were halfway into the intro, and then this announcement got dropped. So we ran it back, downloaded the video, threw out a quick tweet, and uh, we just had the 21 full set chasers announcement, which originally was airmarked for an August airdrop that just got sneaky announced on us about a half hour ago. And we've got the Otani Gold Otani Chaser for the All-Star set. And really cool. It'll go to the... So really cool, this this kind of gold-plated, uh, gold bar. I don't know. I really like it. And then same thing for Julio Rodriguez here. This is the Uncut Diamonds Chaser. Same deal as the Otani one, just silver and, and J-Rod instead. So exciting for, for those set holders to have those coming in in two days on Thursday. So... It'll be tomorrow by the time we release this. So right, but by the time you see this, it'll be coming out tomorrow. And they did confirm on the Discord that there's only 97 people who qualified for the Gold Otani, and 143 who qualified for the Silver Julio. So those are going to be incredibly rare. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how people value those. Yeah, very cool, very exciting, and also just a thank you. We hit 500 followers on talking candy Twitter this week. So that was an exciting milestone to hit. Thank you to everybody that that's, uh, that's hanging around. And if you don't already follow it, one other, 
I mean, you know, you know the NS9 guys are a great follow, but just wanted a quick, here it is. MLB Prospects Daily, Shadsman from, from the community runs this one. He's been really upping his game here, growing his following. But to anybody in that full set for the Uncut Diamonds, lots of good details on how those players are doing. Full, full detailed looks every day at, at what those guys are doing. So shout out to this uh, MLB Prospects Daily account too. Give that a follow. Yeah, I look for that. I look for that scorecard every morning to see how the prospects did the day before. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to get it. You're kind of your finger on the pulse of of how those those thirty curated prospects are doing, uh, because it's a lot of work to to try and stay on top of it. So I'm really grateful for him Agreed. putting that together every day. I would not know even a fraction of what I know about <laughs> the prospects without the help of this account. So. Um, yeah, like I said, give that one a follow. But uh, yeah, let's um, let's take a look at this Braves collection a little bit here, in similar fashion to the the Jackie Robinson stuff, as well as the Sweet Futures stuff. Same kind of a format here. We we've got three different types of drops. We've got the one of one auction that is being hosted on Bitski, and currently sitting at seventy five hundred. This is going to be done Thursday night at seven p.m. Although as we saw with the Jackie Robinson auction, every time a bid gets placed in the final five minutes, it gets kicked out another four and a half minutes or something to that effect. So it keeps it live, it keeps it interesting. And looking forward to watching that come down to the wire again. We'll see what that one goes for. Really cool NFT here. And, and it, did you wanna say something on that? Oh, um, not specifically. Um, it, it is reminiscent of the Dodgers ring that was auctioned off last year. And I believe that one went for 90,000. Really? I, I'd seen someone say, but uh, I'm not sure that the Braves ring is gonna have quite the same amount of clout. Dodgers tend to be a larger fan base. Yep. Um, but hopefully anyone who is interested, who is that diehard Braves fan, will find out about this auction and at least keep it on their radar so they can place some bids on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as we know, the the bids right now they aren't going to mean a whole lot until it gets down to that that five minute overtime. Right. Yeah. So we're looking forward to watching that come down to the wire. There was also a limited edition Braves postseason highlights NFT. So this ended up being actually a bundle of three NFTs. So the hundred fifty dollars got you three separate NFTs. One was Solaire's home run. One was Tyler Matzik, and one was the final play. So you had three individual NFTs that you got for that one. And that sold out pretty quickly. There was a little bit of an error, a little bug with the with the get it now button. So it looked like it was available longer, but I'm pretty sure that that sold out within minutes. And then as you can see, got the open edition that uh, is $20 and 21 cents with a couple days left on it. That also will end Thursday night. So that'll end Thursday at 7 p.m. right when the, the one of one auction starts to heat up. So. Another cool drop, and just uh, you know, I I personally enjoy when, re- regardless of what what it is, whether it's Sweet Futures, Jackie Robinson, this. Just speaking, generally speaking, I like the style of this drop where you've got the three different elements to it: the one, the big money one of one, the limited edition at at kind of a reasonable price point, and then the super super reasonable. Anybody that is excited about it can get in and get one of these. Um, and th- these are pretty cool as well. Need that, but 
but yeah, it's just, it's a simple NFT, but it's cool. It's a, it's a nice graphic. It's 20 bucks. And if you're a Braves fan, cool thing to add to the collection. So I uh, just wanted to, to touch on that real quick. But yeah, do you want to uh, you want to jump into the the twenty one floors? Something we haven't really uh, done in a bit here. Yeah, well, let's take a look at the floors. Let's take a look at the the three weeks of sales, and and just uh, kind of seek our teeth into it while we have kind of a pause in between uh, new twenty two players being released. Yeah, so and... we've decided to kind of focus in like you were just saying last three weeks, um, you know, this is obviously five weeks of data right here, but focus in on this 21 set, given the constructs of what we're looking at right now, obviously things were a lot higher in the beginning. We've seen a drop off at this point. We kind of are where we are and hopefully we, we see a return back to some bigger numbers at some point in the future, but this is where we're at right now. And the first data point there on March 28th represents just a couple days before the full set snapshot was taken. Since then, continued to, to dip a bit. Uh, but this week was the first time where we've kind of flattened out a little bit. All-Star came back up just a touch. The uncut diamonds have stayed about the same. So just a quick snapshot. We don't need to linger on this. We can jump into the, to the actual data here. Do you want do you want the three weeks? Yeah, we'll do the the all star the three week data to start mm -hmm. here. Okay. And when I put these graphics together with all the information, uh, I'm just gonna highlight a couple key things uh, to look at. But if you want more information, feel free to pause the video and, and take you know a look at everything as a whole. But if we're just highlighting a few things, this is of course three weeks of data, not a single week, and so the numbers are a bit larger than when we would put the one week of data up at a time. You know, no one sold 21 cores in, in a single week, at least not any time recently. But I did highlight some names, and, and those blue highlighted names indicate the, the players who did not uh, lose value at that particular rarity over three weeks. And so that means that of those six names listed there under the cores, uh, Justin Turner is the only one of the six who had a higher price uh, right now than he did three weeks ago. Uh, because as you saw the previous slide, things have been trending down, uh, leveling off a bit right now. But Justin Turner, in spite of this, his core is worth more now than it was three weeks ago. Uh, Brandon Crawford and Herman Marquez, their uncommons are worth more now than they were three weeks ago. Manny Machado's rare is worth more now than it was three weeks ago. And uh, Alex Reyes, I highlighted him on the overall list uh, because he was the only member of those 10 who saw an increase across two of his rarities and a decrease on the other two. Everyone else on that top 10 list maybe saw an increase on one rarity, but then saw a decrease on the other three. And so, it, you know, taking it as a whole, it is, of course, a bit grim to see these prices compared to what we'd seen a month ago, two months ago. But I am... I'm encouraged by the leveling off we saw on that previous screen, and I think we're gonna we're gonna see things start to trend up, particularly once we get better filtering, so these 21 listings aren't getting lost in the shuffle. But we spoke on that in more detail last week. Yeah, uh, the okay. I was just gonna say the 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 drop in 21 stuff is a little bit confusing to me. I wasn't I wasn't expecting it on this level. Um, we're obviously going to continue to track it, but hopefully we start to see that stuff turn around. I think that there's a chance that with gamification, there could be 
bonuses applied to the 21 cards as opposed mm -hmm. to the 22 cards. And again, we don't know we don't know the majority of what Candy has planned for how to potentially point attention back at those things, as well as just the fact that we, in my opinion, and what I hope to be true is that we will never see that type of serial run again. So mm -hmm. I think that, that the attention will turn back to these in time. Uh, and it just kind of is worth tracking and keeping a pulse on for now. So you want the, the total numbers on the, the 21? Also? Yes, please. Looking at the, the all-time sales, uh, there's been quite a few changes since we posted these uh, three weeks ago. And, and again, if you, wanna, um, if you want a more full picture, feel free to pause and look at everything. But I'm just going to touch on a couple of things. We see oh. it highlighted in blue. Our... Excellent. I just pulled up the, the uncut diamonds. I just realized this is, here's the all-stars. <laughs> okay. You're good. Here we are. Keep it rolling. <laughs> all-stars, all-time sales. And highlighted in blue are people who push their way onto their respective list. So Shohei Otani there with his 196 core sales is now fourth all time in terms of core sales for his 2021. Uh, Walker Bueller pushed his way onto the uncommon list. And uh, overall, in the middle there, we see uh, Yusei Kikuchi is starting to show some signs of fatigue. Yu Darvish there is pushing within 50 sales of him. And it's, it's been a competitive battle between Yu Darvish and Juan Soto as far as who's going to compete with Kikuchi for that top spot. But this is the closest anyone's been in some time. And so it, potentially in another month or two, we might see people uh, knocking on his door because Darvish and Soto both had a pretty high number of sales this past three weeks, and Kikuchi only had a handful himself. And so we're seeing some, some ground game there. The other thing I like on this page and just to keep hammering it home is the players on this list the all-time sales list their prices are more stable than players who have had less sales when you look at Juan Soto with his 42 rare sales his price on his rare is a lot more stable than a player who's only sold 10 or 15 rares because so many of his cards have already been sold and spread out and found collector homes that there's just less circulating supply to undercut his price but the bottom line is that if you pull a name from the top of one of these lists they're going to have that more secure pricing it's just it's going to be more it's it's not invulnerable it's not foolproof of course but it's just going to be more resistant to major price decreases just because there's going to be less in supply to undercut each other and we've been seeing that you know, across these past few weeks when everything else is down. Uh, you know, some of these cards are down as well, just not as much. And so, you know, look to these lists and find a player you care about, a rarity you care about, and see if one of those cards will work for you. And that would be a play that I would endorse. I think that I kind of just answered my own question with the, the insight that you just provided here, which is that, so you take a card like Juan Soto's Rare, and you've got 42 sales on it, and obviously there could be some du duplicates there, but just for simplicity's sake, let's say it's 42 out of 60. That means 42 of those cards now have an entry point much, much higher than the $17 average on a $50 <laughs> pack from last October. And mm -hmm. so now if you apply that to this set as a whole, you've had a lot more cards that had not been sold yet 
that to those individuals, their entry point was extremely cheap compared to what they're worth now. And right. we have seen some fear in this space. We have seen some, you know, s significant dips in prices overall. So now any of those people that their entry was still a $50 pack, they might be thinking, well, my card that was worth 2000 now I can get 1000 I'll still take it. My card that was worth 300 now it's worth 150 I'll still take it. So you remove that from the equation, like you said, when you have these re-entries into these cards where you now have a new baseline for what that entry point is, and you're going to be much less willing to move on from a rare Juan Soto that you spent a couple thousand dollars on, a few thousand dollars on, mm -hmm. for less than what it's really worth. So that... I'm sure explains some of why we're seeing the undercutting happening, because if you are panicking and some people are, then you're still looking at it as profit and then you have to do what you have to do. But yeah, I think it's you just you, you got my wheel spinning there a little bit. I appreciate the insight. Well, and, and I like that, too. It, you know, the, these were for some people $17 cards. And, and so it does make it easy to accept much less than these prices were because these prices were a lot higher just a month and a half ago. But even people who paid for a pack on secondary, who paid 500 or even $1,000 for a pack on secondary, if you pulled a Juan Soto from one of those, you could still average your price down to $170 per card or $330 per card, and you would still accept much less than the prices Juan Soto was going for previously, mm -hmm. you know, but the fact that, you know, about 40 of them, because there were some duplicates have already gone their separate ways. It means that, you know, and we keep hitting him as an example, but there's only a couple listings right now for Juan Soto rares because most of them have already found their forever homes. And there's just a few left that are still looking to be sold. And so even though his price has seen a decrease, it's just among one or two listings. And that's all that's available, period. Definitely. All right, cool. Let's, uh, let's jump into the uncut, uncut three-week data here. Okay. Now, just like the all-star three-week data, I, I highlighted in blue the players who managed to see a price increase over the past three weeks. So you see on the rare column that Luciano and Jung, both of their prices are higher now for their rares than they were three weeks ago. Uh, but you see a couple of yellow highlights in there as well. And for the core and uncommon tier, uh, I highlighted the player who saw the least decrease. So uh, Luciano with his uncommon only had about a 5 or 6% decrease compared to three weeks ago versus the... 30 to 40% decrease that many of those other players saw. Um, and so, you know, again, just those few names stick out as, as prices that kind of stood the test of time these past three weeks. Um, but everything else is still just good information to see um, in terms of who's still making high sales. Um, but if we want to turn our attention to the all-time sales for the prospects, mm -hmm. and on, on this list, we saw a lot of movement. Um, most names are in a different spot than they were three weeks ago. Um, but highlighted in blue at the bottom are new people pushing their way onto the list. Uh, but you can see in just about every category, there was some movement within the names that were already there. Uh, Nick Gonzalez was previously in first place for the course, and he got surpassed by Julio, 
Mer Gabriel and Bobby uh, to push him down to fourth. You know, for rares, we saw a couple placement changes, and even overall, we saw Nick Gonzalez slide multiple spots, getting passed by many of those same names. But just like with the all-star list, if you're looking for a prospect that's just going to be more likely to hold its value, start with this list and do your do your own research, of course. You know, take a look at the the sales, the recent sales, and, and see what's a good fit. You know, start here and just kind of expand your research outwards. Definitely. I think the, these are going to be the most volatile because the... The trajectory of these careers are constantly changing. No surprise to see guys like Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Witt up at the top. They're in the bigs. They're relevant right now. They're making an impact. Guys like Adley Rushman, he, he's just starting his rehab. So we should see him in the bigs within, you know, hopefully a month or so. So these are, these are names that are going to be extremely tied to what's going on in their careers. And like I said, unsurprising to see some of these most relevant names that are already in the MLB up at the top. So mm -hmm. if we're good here, let's, uh, let's shift our focus back to 22. We are going to, I don't even remember if I said that we're going to open some packs. <laughs> we I had to redo the intro and I don't remember if I said it, but we're going to open some packs at the end like we've been doing. But first let's just take a look. Well, let's, let's start with just a quick, quick reminder, quick overview pack drops. We've got lineup one completed. And lineup two is going to be next week on May 3rd. So same information. We're not going to linger on this, but just wanted to give that quick reminder that lineup two is only a week away and same, same deal. No new updates. It's going to be 30,000 packs for each of the two drops within the lineups. And uh, yeah, so pause this and take a look at it if you're not familiar with it yet. But let's, uh, let's finally take a look at some of these cards in more detail. So the way that we've done this is that we've got the top five guys from the top 25 on the list, meaning the 25 guys in lineup one that received legendary one of ones. So of that list, of that top 25, these are the five most expensive epics on the market right now. Similar to our previous sets, you've got some very defined tiers here. Franco and Trout are in a league of their own. Trout was sitting there at about a thousand bucks along with Franco for the first week-ish, but he has slowly worked his way down a bit and Franco has held firm. I think that probably a factor of Franco is right at the beginning of his career. The upside is uncapped. Anything could happen with that career. Uh, whereas Trout, you kind of know what you're getting. It's a, a little bit safer, relative term. You know, his career has been what it's been, and he's one of the best to ever do it. Hopefully, he continues to do it for many more years. But then we see a drop into Harper, Buxton, and Lindor. Lindor has been a product of his play on the field already, which is cool to see. We've talked about looking forward to seeing that impact the value of the cards within this candy project. He was not in this top five a week ago but he has just performed day in and day out. He's one of the hottest bats in baseball right now, and, uh, and we all know he can do it with the gloves. So Buxton has also been, been trending upward with his performance. He just had the longest walk-off home run ever recorded, 469 feet. He got his own play of the day, so there's attention on him. 
and Harper was always going to get attention. Him and Franco were the two names that people were most looking forward to in this drop. So just a just a good little visual here to give you an understanding of what the the vadis of this new this new uh, set is. We don't have the Acunas and the Tatises and the and the Sotos yet, but we have these guys, and and this is kind of the top tier here. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and I do think the reason that Trout might have slid as well is because he was a 21 All-Star. So many people may have already had some cards of his that they consider to be more premium. You know, someone who's sitting on a Trout Rare or a Trout Epic from the 21 set might be less inclined to pay $1,000 for a Trout Epic from the 22 set. Whereas mm-hmm. this is Franco's debut for Candy NFTs. And so that's going to... Yeah, solidify his position here, whereas someone who is a repeat has more of a reason to slide among those big purchases. So right now, an Epic 2022 Trout and a Core 2021 Trout are just about the same price. Which one would you rather have? Personally, I think I stick with 21. The the Epics, everything on 22 looks so clean, but... I'm just a numbers guy at heart, and just the scarcity of 21, I think, is going to stand the test of time. Yeah. I mean, you you do have, you've got a lower mint count on these Epic 22s than you do have the Core 21s, but I agree. I'm still still leaning towards that original product. Not that I don't love these, but if I had, you know, gun to my head, I got to pick one or the other. I'm, I'm with you. I'm still leaning Core 21 Trout. But uh, let's uh, let's take a look at the the worth mentions here. So none of these guys are in the top 25, meaning none of them got the the legendary treatment. Although, as I've stated, I think Cabrera should have. Uh, mm-hmm. He was he's really the only one that stood out to me as a little bit confusing, given where he's at in his career. But I understand that he's not super relevant in terms of his on-field performance now, even though he just got his 3,000th hit. But would have liked to see him with a one of one. But needless to say, these are all interesting cards because they're all pulling premiums despite being in these lower tiers. So Cabrera would actually be tied for fourth in that that first bucket along with Buxton for the fourth highest epic price right now. O'Neill Cruz does not have an epic. His highest tier is a rare, but he would actually be the fourth overall rare when thrown into the bucket of those top guys. Uh, Jose Barrero is the the second most highly touted prospect in this set. I and I only know this from watching the NS9 show last week, but I, I believe that O'Neill Cruz is is far and away a higher prospect uh, ratings wise, rankings wise in the MLB. But Barrero is is undoubtedly the number two within this 180 player set, so he would be ranking. He is ranking fifth in terms of encore prices, uh, sorry, uncommon prices, which is his highest tier. And then we've got Brett Phillips in here just because you and I like Brett Phillips. We've both collected a handful of his cards. And as we've talked about, he's just a big ambassador. So it's fun to to keep track of, of his stuff as well. And he is pretty, pretty high up there in terms of uncommons just because he is a, a, a part of this project. He's got greater meeting, but also his video is really good. They've got the, the walk-off home run where he flies around second base with his arms out like mm-hmm. with, in wings. So yeah, these are just four that I think are standouts 
that are worth being aware of and understanding why these prices are higher. O'Neill Cruz's prices are crazy right now, and it's because it's the hype around him being a prospect. He had a great, uh, great preseason, and so these are cards that are making a name for themselves uh, beyond just being a meme like Alex Vecia. Cabrera in particular, in addition to just clearly belonging in the highest tier, uh, is a good case study in what performance can do to drive sales. Because this past week, he got his 3,000th hit, and the hype surrounding that caused him to nearly double the sales of anyone else in that top 25. Um, if we were you know, looking at the sales in isolation, we would have seen that uh, Byron Buxton would have been the winner with 56 sales. Uh, so out of the top 25, he had the most, 56. Miguel Cabrera, despite not being in the top 25, uh, put him to shame with 102 sales this past week. And I think that is largely driven by the, the waves he made uh, hitting that landmark milestone in his career. Yeah, you and I were were involved in those numbers. We each have picked up a number of his cards. I've got a core, an uncommon, and a rare. Would like to add an epic to that collection. Been been watching them, been eyeing them. But yeah, it's it's an exciting card to own. They the they picked a great video for it. It's his 500th home run, uh, so they've added a little bit more history to it there. And like you said, the the 3,000th hit just happened, and. But also to the to the point about Buxton having good numbers too, he's been relevant in baseball. He mm-hmm. had the two home run game, including the walk off, and this is the type of stuff that that we were anticipating, where things that are happening on the baseball field are going to impact the the sales of these NFTs, and it's cool to see that in action now that we have a real baseball season in motion. Mm-hmm. Right. We can we can even just looking at the numbers first identify something sticking out and then you look at the the performance that week and you can find that correlating correlating event mm-hmm. that would explain it and so it's it's going to go both ways there uh, seeing how all that connects yeah i'm looking forward to getting to a point where we have this full body of 720 cards or even just as we add one set of packs at a time having that bigger body to look at and leveraging fantasy baseball research leveraging you know, awareness of what's going on on the field and, and using that to to anticipate what might go on in the in the NFT market as well. So mm-hmm. adding a layer of fun to it. Now, of course, as more names get added to the marketplace, uh, it could be even difficult or even more difficult to stay on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, with even just the 180 that were added two weeks ago, it's much more difficult than it was before. But one thing that we did hear earlier today is that it sounds like they're getting pretty close to those filters. Um, as we mentioned last week, those filters are due by the end of May, but it's possible we might see them even sooner than that. Uh, it sounds like at least the filter between 21, 22 sets is almost ready. And so anything like that is going to go a long ways towards making the marketplace more searchable and and just kind of improving that experience overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorting by set, sorting by team, all all things that have been promised to be here by the end of May, hopefully sooner. We've already seen the ability to search partial names get added back. We've mm-hmm. seen the ability to search names that have 
the different characters, the unique characters that were tripping up the search mechanism, that is no longer an issue. So for example, you can type in Acuna now and it will work. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that continue to progress in the right direction. These problems were not nearly as noticeable when we only had 130 cards, but now that we've more than doubled that, it's a mm -hmm. lot more burdensome and, and it's understandable that, that it is a little bit frustrating for people that, you know, it's tough to navigate, especially guys that have two cards now. Trout is one that has stood out as being particularly difficult to navigate. So as we move in the right direction with that stuff, hopefully it makes it more digestible for people to understand what they're getting into. And then the, the other thing that's exciting is that they've promised that all of those filters are eventually going to get pushed into the My Collection part of the, mm -hmm. the page as well which will allow us to, to take a look at our own collections in a more finely tuned manner. And I also wanted to point out, because you and I have uh, had a couple of conversations with people in Discord about this, but to anybody that doesn't know, why don't I just pull this up real quick, actually? Um, just the little, the little hack, if you, if you do have a big collection, if, you, if you're in your collection and you click this Share Collection button, copy it, and just paste it in the top instead of having to go through all of your all of your different pages it all is now on one page and it's searchable so you can just search by name and you can click around and you can find that guy and makes it easier for listing if you go in and delete a listing you want to go back and add it but you don't know if he's on page three or five or seven or whatever it may be just an easy little or an easier little hack right now while we wait for those filters to get added. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a lifesaver to pull up the entire set on just the single page. You know, especially once once you get beyond three or four pages at you know twelve NFTs per page, it, it gets quite cumbersome. Yes. Um, the other thing that we overlooked on the marketplace, small little update is that when you search for a player, uh, by default, it shows you active listings now instead of all listings. And that's possibly my favorite change that they've pushed through this past week because something that we'd regularly seen is people mispricing their NFTs or their packs because they would search for something and the first thing that would come up would be you know, the most recent sale that happened to be very low because it was mispriced. Yeah. If you weren't sure what something was worth, if you had a trout, for example, and you searched it and the first thing that popped up was a $10 sale, well, of course the $10 listing sold because that's absurdly underpriced. But if that was the first thing you saw because it was showing you everything instead of just the active listings, the stuff that hasn't sold yet, that would give you the wrong impression. And we've seen people continually misprice their their icons by by not doing enough research but it it definitely helps push things it's, it's a nice guardrail to help people uh, prevent from making that mistake definitely cool all right if that's uh if that's all we got on the, the quality of life stuff i think that it is time for us to open some packs time for packs let's do packs all right i think, I think... that is it your t it's your turn to go first this time it's my turn to go first so let me uh let me get your... We're still opening some uh, lineup number one packs. Now, uh, next week will be after the drop. So we'll have some lineup number two packs to open for you. 
Um, I don't have your your streams not. I just clicked watch stream, but I don't have it coming through yet. If you want to uh, give it just a second, then see what's going on. There we go. Got it. Perfect. Well, we're gonna start with pack forty-three thousand. Nice round number. And we're gonna see what we get. Now I've got some fresh thumbtacks today. They so, worked so well last week. Are these new thumbtacks or the same thumbtacks? No, these are thumbtacks that I had already, but they're not the ones I used last okay. week. Okay. Because I'm not sure if those ones are all used up. I they think might they might be have been. Now. You got to go into the new set. But I've got them set aside. So if these ones don't work, I can go back to those ones for my second pack. Those might have been the lucky thumbtacks. Okay. We'll find out. And maybe maybe thumbtacks are done. Maybe I need to move on to staples or paper clips. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what things bring. But uh, we'll take it one pack at a time. Wait for the animation. Okay, thumbtacks away. And okay, two one commas to start. But as we always mention, it depends more on what's inside. Give this man a wander. Our first. Is starting pitcher Jose Urquidy, I believe that's pronounced. I think so. For the Astros. It's our first core. Second core, Jake McGee, San Francisco Giants. I'm excited to see what serial number I got for that one. Never unhappy with the Giant, which is going well so far. Core number three, Ryan Brazier, relief pitcher for the Red Sox. I mean, that one's more your speed, yep. but I'll take it. Team relievers. First uncommon. Lucas Giolotto for the White Sox, starting pitcher. Am I four for four on pitchers? I think you are. You're nailing okay. it. Okay. It's, I mean. Who doesn't, who doesn't love an all-pitcher pack? Well, we got one left. All right. Ryan Mountcastle with the second uncommon. First baseman for the Orioles. It's an okay pack. Two uncommons. Could have been better. The highlight for me is the Jake McGee, but not the greatest pack. Not the greatest. Let's see what the second pack will bring. We're just going to pick one from the middle here. And I'm not sure if I want to use more new thumbtacks or if it's time to go back to the old ones. We're going to give the new thumbtacks one more try. Yep. But if these don't work, then next week it's back to back the, the old tacks. Maybe I didn't throw them early enough. I felt like I was a bit late that time. Yeah, you were a little late. The gems okay. had already been revealed. Here we go. Done. Now we're on time. And a rare. Okay. Okay. Let's move in the and, right direction. Yeah. One rare in every 2.2 packs, that means I'm doing okay. Our first core, Will Myers, right fielder for the Padres. Second core, Tyler Matzik, relief pitcher for the Braves. Another pitcher. Third core, Eli White, left fielder for the Rangers. Nothing incredibly exciting, but let's check the uncommon. Giovanni Gallegos, closer for the Cardinals. Okay. All right, moment of truth. The rare. This is what can make up for the mediocre pack so far. Franco. Okay. okay. All Stanton. right. Take that. Stanton. Yeah, that is a good rare. That good is... pull. Yeah, he was uh, pack... he was just off the bubble on the the top five. He actually was mm -hmm. number five for a little bit there, and then supplanted by Lindor. Lindor, yeah, Lindor had the good week, and that mm -hmm. that pushed him ahead. Okay. Nice. Take um, that pack. Yeah, I'm very happy with the second pack. Uh, first pack, of course, could have been a little better, but this was this was fine. All right. And that's 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 me done. Actually, let me uh, get up my game this week. I didn't do oh, anything. What do we got? Got the dreadlock hat. My Ooh. my Brisbane Lions hat. To any uh, Aussie right. football fans out there. All right. 
Hopefully this works. I haven't pulled anything uh, of note yet other than a core Harper. Well, and, and you said that you have particularly bad pack luck. Very bad. Across all things. Across all and things, so, pretty much. And so if, if things start to turn around, then then this hat might be able to give you luck elsewhere This could be well. it. This is my pack hat. All right. 101 incoming. Okay. Good start. All right. I'll join you with the Stanton. Mm -hmm. Not a bad start to the pack here. Rojas. A couple of Yanks. My favorite Always team. Good Yankees. Well, maybe not you, but from a value perspective. Swanson. This is a nice little pack here, but we are either going to have some disappointment or some excitement here. Let's see it. Hey! Nice. The hat worked. We will it's take one one. that. We will take that. I think this is a diving play in center, right? A little web gem. I don't remember what his moment is. Flat out. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love it. That is my first really pull. good pack. Take it. A top five epic. All right. We'll go right off the top again. Run it back. Number two. What's it going to be? Right. And a rare. Take it. Oh, oh double, okay. double uncommon and a rare. Well, this is my hat now. This is my pack hat. <laughs> Man, I, who, told, who told you we needed to do something for good luck? Because I'm ashamed that we didn't the first week, and I appreciate whoever tipped you off that I'll, we were messing up. I'll have to double check. It was Yeah, it was in between the first and second week of rips that uh, it was brought to my attention. Well, shout out to that person. All right. We're a little too much representation from the pitching mound so far as it continues. It's okay. We can make it up with this. We can make it up yep. right here. Comes down to the rare. Mm. Mm. Not the worst. Not the worst. Not the best either. Not but <laughs> I mean, when you get a pack that only has two cores in it and you get a pull two on commons and a rare, that's still that's still a good pack. That's still a rare pack. I just I just got one. myself an epic boxy, so uh, we'll take it. We will take it. All right. I kind of want to do one more pack. Well, then do one more pack. I think I Send think I need to bring. Way. I think I need to bring the original tax back. Give them one more try, and if these don't work, then it's going to be something something new next week. You because... do you do eight more packs if you want. Um, I'm not going to do eight more packs. I have to space things out. Okay, you throw your old thumbtacks, and I'll keep my hat on, and for sure you'll get a one-on-one. Okay, for sure. All right, so I think I'm going to do tacks first before even clicking unwrap. That might have been my, my fatal flaw, or it could have just been new packs versus old. Let's go. All right. And, okay. okay, here we are as well. I've got my own... Got my own pack with the, with two cores, two uncommon and a rare. So off to a good start. Core number one is it Tanner Rainey, another relief pitcher, Washington Nationals. Core number two, Victor Reyes, right fielder for the Tigers. First uncommon, Shane Bass with the Rays. I like Baz. People Baz are sleeping on Baz. He's good. Common number two, Jason Hayward with the Cubs. But the final pull of the day. The rare from this pack is gonna be Nixon Zell with the rare, or with the reds. Hmm. Okay. I'm glad my hat worked for me. I finally got a pull. I'll take it. Yeah, and, you, uh, you were due. You were due for that epic. And Buxton is just the cherry on top. Yep. 
Yep. Well, my name is Nate. That's David. This has been the Talking Candy Weekly Update. We appreciate everybody being here, and we will see you in the next one.